Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Just because we're in Las Vegas doesn't mean... We become a different show, Perloff. It is Wednesdays. That means it is the Great Debate Series Day. And because we are here and we are getting closer and closer to Super Bowl 58, the Great Debate Series, let's hit the music, Ryan. The Great Debate Series. Simple question, not a simple answer, Perloff. The greatest Super Bowl of all time. Okay, uh, I'm going to go a little old school here. Okay. To Super Bowl thirteen, the Dallas Cowboys and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Listen, we are sitting in Vegas. The whole world, Taylor Swift, everyone is coming here. The modern NFL built its shoulders on the Steelers-Cowboys Super Bowls. This, this was the two dynasties of the 70s, the Super Bowl era. This is why the Super Bowl is so special, because you had teams like the Steelers and the Cowboys, and this was the greatest game they ever played. 35-31 Steelers, 17 Hall of Famers. It was the, um, sorry, the Jackie Smith drop game. Sure. But Roger Staubach was leading a comeback at the end. Staubach was at his peak. Terry Bradshaw was still at his peak. I mean, there is, there are so many famous players that you, whether you ever saw any of them play, you know Franco Harris, you know Mel Blunt, you know Jack Lambert, you know Randy White, uh, and they had the game had more drama than really any Super Bowl. So there've been more dramatic endings, but there really hasn't been history like these two teams, the two iconic franchises. So I got the Steelers Cowboys. Okay, well I can challenge that. We're doing the Great Debate Series, which we do on Wednesdays every Wednesday at this time. Uh, today's topic: the greatest Super Bowl of all time. You want history? I can give you that plus one of the greatest upsets in maybe the history of sports. Give me the Giants-Patriots first Super Bowl. The massive upset. Giants were a 12-point underdog in this game because the Patriots were hoping to complete the first undefeated season since the 1972 Dolphins. The Patriots made a big change. Randy Moss on the team. He and Tom Brady, the best receiver Tom Brady ever had. 50 touchdowns. I mean, they were a runaway train. That offense was so awesome that year. And the Giants were nothing. I mean, yeah, you had Michael Strahan in his final year, but nobody thought they were going to be a Super Bowl team. Eli Manning, the jury was still out on him and who he was as a quarterback. Tom Coughlin was respected, but not nearly, no acclaim, you know, at that time. They... Where wild card team had to do it on the road to take on the Patriots and to be defined by one of the amazing moments, which is the David Tyree helmet catch later, the touchdown to Plaxico Burris. I mean, this game was kind of a slog. It was seven to three, seven to three yeah. going into the fourth quarter, and the Giants scored two touchdowns in that fourth quarter. I mean, if you're talking about legacy defining and 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 just how shocking that yeah. result was, it's got to be Giants Patriots first meeting 
in the 2007 Super Bowl. I was in the building. You were. And I turned to the guy next to me when Eli avoided that sack. I said, was he just sat there? There's all this mist in the air, and we were in the top of the press row. The fact that it looked like Eli was sacked on the David Tyree helmet catch. Yep. The fact that Eli Manning did that, it's still... How many years later, it still boggles your mind that they won that game. I know. Super Bowl 42, and then did it again. And yeah, that was, I know. That was a, 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 featuring another great pass. That one to Mario Manningham. But this one, Super Bowl 42, 2007. Technically, the game happened 2008, but 2007 season. That was un, unreal. It's funny. You said Randy Moss was the best receiver Tom Brady's ever had. He's the only good receiver Tom Brady's <laughs> so, ever had. Well, <laughs> a receiver. They've been great tight ends. Yes. All right, EJ, who do you have? Okay, so I'm going the year... After that great Super Bowl game, I'm going Super Bowl 43, Cardinals and Steelers. How many games do you have in terms of Super Bowls where you have multiple plays in the game that may go down as the greatest play in Super Bowl history? So end of the first half, James Harrison, pick six, 100 yards other way, running through all these people, jumping over off the lineman and Kurt Warner. I mean, a, a, a complete momentum shifter in a game that was really nip and tuck at that point in the game and in the final three minutes of this game the Cardinals drive Life Fitzgerald runs in that 64 yard touchdown he's looking up at the scoreboard as he's running into the end oh. thinking this is going to be Life Fitzgerald's moment this great player who played to me losing teams is going to win a championship and then guess what happens Ben Roethlisberger goes on this great drive and one of the things I say and I'm not a Ben Roethlisberger fan but the throw he made to Santonio San Holmes in the corner, he does not get enough credit. He threw an absolute rope yep. about 35 yards to the corner of the end zone yep. over multiple Cardinals defenders. And then Holmes, of course, getting the feet down, hands, landing, touchdown, game. I mean, I, I, I want to see the greatest game. I think that all those other games had great moments. But this one had not only some of the best moments in Super history, but from the first half to the end of the game. The momentum shifts were just left and right. An absolute phenomenal game. Super Bowl 43 in Tampa. Steelers over Cardinals. That's my pick for best game. All right. So we'll put this up on social media. You are welcome to go and vote the greatest game in Super Bowl history. Listen, this is we're here. We're talking about the Super Bowl. Maybe this uh, Super Bowl 58 will make the cut. Can I just make a slight case back to mind for a second? Yes. I have the Cowboys and the Steelers. You got the Arizona Cardinals, like <laughs> a particular Cardinals team that wasn't even supposed to be there that came out of nowhere. Yeah, <laughs> not not the same cachet. Yeah, I mean, you do have some historic teams, but I like my choice. Yeah, I got, well, I got some Hall of Famers though: Kurt Warner, yeah. Larry Fitzgerald, you know, Ben Roethlisberger. That was a, such a weird Cardinals team. Weird. It's a weird game. No one expected teams. to be that great of a game, and it really was. It was game flow wise. So could, amazing. Can we do a little? And Ryan, thank you for the music. You know, there's a couple other things we could have put here, but I think both sides have to acknowledge what a great game it is, right? Even Patriots fans understand how it's devastating for them to lose to the Giants in 2007, but they get why historically this would matter. So I was thinking about the greatest collapse or comeback of all time, the 28-3, to which we've talked about quite a bit because Kyle Shanahan uh, was the offensive coordinator for that Falcons team. Can you call that one of the greatest? Because... Only for one yeah. side, that's a great mm. that's a great game. For the other side, for the Falcons side, yeah. that's the worst nightmare of a game possible. Well, I think the problem with that, the Patriots, I think the Seahawks-Patriots game was better than that because that went back and forth both ways. Yeah, that's true. So I think that's pinned behind that. And uh, you have the Tom Brady-Giants games. I don't know. It's just a lot of history with the Patriots. I, to me, 28-3 does not stand out above those others. And, and I don't First know. First overtime, though, game ever in yeah. a Super Bowl. I mean, there were things about it. The comeback was unreal. 
I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just the Patriots, and I hope this is not my Jets fandom coming in. But the Patriots finding a way to win those games for some reason. I didn't find like I didn't leave those games thinking, "Wow, that was amazing." I just had rage because it just felt like those other teams screwed up in such a phenomenal way. Where it's like this shouldn't even happen. Yeah, should hand them. It should have been yeah. a normal like the Falcons this, game should have been a normal blowout. The Seahawks game was actually a really good game, but no, not a classic. So okay, that was a good game, and we moved. Like it became this because of these infamous flops this by mistake. the other team. Listen, this is what we're looking at right now in the NFC Championship game with Dan right. Campbell. I mean, yeah. and that's why Lions fans, this is so hard to move past these things because. You had it, and and you let it slip through your fingers. Now, you can listen to us across the country on CBS Sports Radio. Our amazing affiliates, we're obsessed with you. Uh, the free Odyssey app, you can download it. It's crystal clear, and it's absolutely free. Sirius XM Channel 158. And if you'd like to watch the show, that's where you can go to YouTube.com slash CBS Sports Radio or Twitch.tv slash CBS Sports Radio. In the chat, Pine Needle, one of our uh, Weedo friends and coffee drinkers, Super Bowl three, when the Jets yep. won, the commissioner at the time said if there was another blowout, he was going to cancel Super Bowls and they were going to do something different. Therefore, it has to be the best. And <laughs> I love the uh, <laughs> Daily News is one of our friends in here. He said, quote, if your teams don't start, don't stop sucking so bad, I will turn this Super Bowl right around and go home. That's so funny. It's like almost That's like Pete Rosell, right? Was the commissioner. Make then. it sound like all star Saturday night. Or something. <laughs> um, if you want to call in and mention uh, Norwood's. Missed field goal. Uh, we didn't mention because we're nice, but yeah. you guys don't have to be nice. You could call in and talk about Maggie's Bills blowing. <laughs> well, listen, the Giants. I appreciate that. I mean, uh, I picked the Giants who beat the Bills. I picked the Giants Super Bowl 42, so clearly I'm not holding a grudge. They had a great game plan in that game. You know, the game plan for the Giants uh, when they beat the Bills was to shut down Jim Kelly because he never gave him the ball. Otis Anderson ran the ball so effectively. Jeff Hosteller was a quarterback, obviously, for an injured Phil Sims. You got to tip your cap. Yeah. Did you get a humble brag in there about picking the Giants over the I'm just saying I'm not holding a grudge. Oh, okay. Clearly. Oh, yeah. That was your, uh, uh, yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of other. Floyd Mayweather I got. uh, Tell us about the bet you lost. (laughs) (laughs) Don't look closely. Um, So that's the question, and it's for you. Great debate series. Again, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. I think one of the caveats for this question, which is what's the greatest Super Bowl of all time, it has to be great for both sides. Obviously, you lose, you're never going to live it down, but it can't be tragic for one I, team and awesome for another. It doesn't have to be a little more even. Why are we having a caveat? What's no. the difference? I don't, I don't understand. For everybody, I mean, the Super Bowl EJ mentioned, that was pretty tragic for the Cardinals. I know, but they played a great game. It like, didn't feel like they choked, though. I, I mean, the Patriots lost a perfect season. That's yours. That, that's the most tragic thing that could ever possibly could have happened on a helmet catch. No, I, <laughs> I, I know, but they even Patriots fans would understand the historical significance of that game. They came out on the wrong side of it. Believe me, they've come out on the yes. right side of so many others. They came out on the wrong side of it. Uh, what about Rams Titans? That was a good game. The yeah, Kevin I mean, Dyson reaching at the goal line. That was pretty awesome. Too. I mean, they're amazing. Super Bowls that we're not even touching. How about Joe Montana's comeback? Uh, yep. yes, that was incredible. But I don't think that tragic thing. Every Super Bowl is tragic. In a sense. Hey, I have a quick question. Do yeah. you guys think that this Chiefs-Niners game could join this list because it's a two-point spread? I think it has a chance. You have the two-point spread. You have Mahomes. Yeah. So every time you have someone of his caliber in this big game, you start talking about legacies. And I think this Brock Purdy story, I think it changes a lot if they win. I mean... 
could be Tom. Oh, I mean, not, I mean, a lot of I people don't have Tom made, Brady, but it could be that kind of trajectory. Oh, no doubt. I mean, I think a lot of people have already made up their mind a little bit about Purdy, but you'd have to, of course, you know, give him his flowers, give him the contract. He he rises to a whole new level of fame. Maybe not Taylor Swift level, but a whole new level of fame with a win. So my game that seventy eight Cowboys. Uh, Steelers at 17 Hall of Famers. I think the Niners probably have eight Hall of Famers. So that's another part of this game. We're going to look back at the talent. Like, oh, I know that guy. I know that guy. So it is. It has a chance. I hope it is. I think I think this is going to be on our list down the road. Well, I hope so. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Lots more to do, and you're welcome to weigh in on this question. We'll also put it out on our social media. Uh, coming up. My friend is back making bold declarative statements. Do I agree? Do I disagree? Perloff, agree, disagree. We'll get into all of that next. Don't move. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. We are live from the Mandalay Bay Convention Center in Las Vegas, site of Super Bowl 58. And boy, have we been living Vegas up to the fullest. Not with, like, partying and gambling, but we've been doing everything else that Vegas has to offer, including our field trip yesterday. Yeah, that was unbelievable. Uh, I do not know much. Can we say what it is? Let's reveal it because yeah. we, Dave we'll Marinick, our assistant PD, was good enough to walk the 2.5 miles to EJ's hotel room to get the souvenirs that we purchased yesterday, yeah. and he's brought them here to our set. Was it worth creating an enemy for life to get them on set here? <laughs> I don't think so, because uh-huh. if I don't have Marinick on my side, oh. I, there's no hope for me in this industry. You guys might think that Maggie, because of her sports stakes, is Machiavellian and a mean person and cynical, but she's actually incredibly nice. You feel so bad right now. <laughs> I do I feel bad. You hate putting people I thought out. I thought you were going to say I'm worse in real life. Um, <laughs> actually, yeah. <laughs> debatable. But uh, yeah, do not feel bad. Okay, you're fine. No, I mean I don't want to tick off Dave. No, it's I, too he's late. the nicest it, guy in the office. It's way too late. <laughs> too late. <laughs> oh no! And it's only Wednesday. Gosh, we have so much longer to go. Anyway, so yesterday, uh, so two days ago, we went to an Elvis-themed wedding, a vowel renewal actually at the Little Vegas Chapels. Touching, Perloff cried. I yeah. mean, it was really sweet. We got to listen to an Elvis impersonator sing Elvis songs. And yesterday we went to the world famous gold and silver pawn shop where they shoot the show Pawn Stars on History Channel. And boy, did it live up to the billing. That place was incredible. 
So the mission was, the assignment, if you will, was for us to go to this world-famous pawn shop armed with $20 each. Perloff, $20, me, $20. And who could come away with the coolest thing for just 20 bucks? Now, I'm not going to lie. There was a hearty laugh when we told Andy from the Gold and Silver pawn shop that we only had 20 bucks <laughs> to spend. It was like, well, they have a messy jersey that's framed for 30000 So we yeah. were a little like out of our depth. I thought pawn shops were cheap stuff. No, like not there. Old TVs and stuff. <laughs> that, I thought they'd have really everything, right? That's the, a variety. This is not Fred Sanford's uh, junkyard. Let's no, say that. this wasn't a garage sale here. This was a real pawn shop. Can we talk about, let's talk about what we got, but also some of the weapons they had there. It's were a incredible. lot. Yeah. Can I just ask, they had this thing, this gigantic sword that he said was an anime sword. Yes. And he said that the guy lifts it up and it lights on fire. So I was asking him, how does it light on fire? He's like, no, 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 that's not how it works. Did you guys understand that? So Is I, that post-production? I, I think so. Because Perloff <laughs> goes, so do you put gasoline in the sword? That was he a goes, valid question. He goes, no, that would be really dangerous. What is an anime sword? It was the coolest thing I ever saw. If anyone, No one's ever going to rob this place. No. All the guys have to do is they have vintage guns and swords everywhere. Yeah, don't rob that gigantic place. gigantic crossbow that I tried to buy. <laughs> the crossbow was, was my my jam. That yeah. was I was like, that is oh. gnarly. I feel like I'm watching an episode of Arrow. <laughs> yeah. what, what they do is with some of these big weapons, and we're uh, recounting yesterday, we went to the Gold and Silver Pawn Shop, the famous one from the show Pawn Stars, to see who could get the coolest item with just $20, yeah. Pearl off of myself. And so they start bringing out these big swords, and that anime sword was not just a sword. It like came up to your hip, maybe yeah. more. It was it, it was a two-hand kind of situation. Yeah, they, they had all these old-timey things, too. There was this cane that had a spectacle, like a binocular. Like a periscope. Band. Yeah, like the bad guy in a Western movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, that was cool. But all this stuff is really, really valuable, and we only were going to spend $20, which yes. was a problem. Uh, yes, it was. I mean, you can't go in there and buy a Patriots Super Bowl ring that's been pawned for 20 bucks. You know, <laughs> there's, there's everything. However, we did... Did eventually yeah. find our we did our area of the shop, and so drum roll, please. Not really, Ryan. Uh, here we go. Pearl off. Show to the camera what you got. So this is a plate that somehow sings an Elvis song. Uh, I think it's "Fallen in Love with You." Is that what it's called? I think so. Um, and I'll try and get the sound on the mic, but it's a plate that has like a, it's like a promotional Elvis plate. With his picture. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. How sweet. It's a lullaby, yeah. And that is cool. And then I was able to come away with also an Elvis-themed trinket. This is an Elvis, another music box. You need batteries, so I don't have those right now. Uh, this is Dave. definitely... <laughs> please, no. Uh, this is definitely from the 70s. Oh, no, for sure. Easy. Definitely. And it, it, you can, it's like, uh, yeah, you can play music out of it. And I need to get some batteries. And it's got Elvis, the white jumpsuit era, with the guitar kind of doing the hunk of hunk of bird and love type of thing. And, it, and just in case you didn't know who it was, it says Elvis Presley on the side. <laughs> so now we've got these things. Let me move my coffee. Now we've got these things for our set. 
forever, and this is yeah. just gonna play music. Uh, EJ, can you do a little? Uh, can't help falling in love with you. Oh no! I mean, the only wild. one I remember is Hound Dog. Yeah, yeah. nothing but a Hound Dog. No, it's the uh, <laughs> wild you know, the man say everyone knows that song. No, only fools. Wait, I have. Know. Oh, I kind of. I, I you kind of now I get it. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know the lyrics. So this is a problem because I think this is now just gonna play music forever. <laughs> yeah, I, I wound it too long. Oh boy. <laughs> So this is a company of us for uh, the rest of the show. And lucky everyone back in New York, we're bringing all this stuff back with us. Great. So that means that we do not have to wear the costumes that we brought. I don't think so, man. We brought those Elvis costumes. They've got to see the light of day. Did we talk about the Elvis costumes? We, we mentioned it. Oh, yeah. I, this has really they turned into an Elvis-themed trip. Um, Which is awesome. Perloff and I have matching Elvis costumes hanging in the closet in our hotel rooms. Mine doesn't fit in any way. <laughs> uh, look out, Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, I might end up in prison, old school style, a hangover style with my indecent exposure. You, yeah, and you have to do a lot to get arrested for indecent exposure in Vegas. And by the way, talking about bosses, we talked about how David, how he's the nicest guy. When we talked about your costume to Spike, our other boss, he was like, and you possibly getting arrested. He's like, great. Yeah, I'll, I'll have the bail money ready. Yeah, I know, he's like, he was a little too excited about you getting arrested. Possibly, it's like, aren't you our boss? I mean, we're, we're he goes call me first. Super Bowl Whoa. week in Vegas, it is a high bar to get arrested. I mean, I don't know what you have to do because I had a, a lizard man on my <laughs> elevator today, and he seemed no worries at all about the law. And he was that guy's the mayor actually. <laughs> he's the official welcoming party here in Las Vegas. The guy whose tongue keeps sticking out yeah, of his did mouth. Did I his eyes were dilated too? Like, oh, uh, wow. Yeah. 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 Un- it was like a movie. By the way, when I told my girlfriend last night that we went to the place where they film porn stars, I was like, hey, so, you know, we went to the place where, we, where they film porn stars. And she's like, oh. I'm like, yeah, it was it was really cool. They had all this cool stuff. She's like, yeah, what's, oh. oh, okay. I'm like, yeah. And then, like, we bought, like, an Elvis plate and an Elvis thing. And she's like, oh, I thought you said porn star. <laughs> and Classic I'm like, mistake. And I'm like, no. I said, and I literally said, I said it slow so you would not think I was saying porn. She's like, she's like, I was like, hey, whatever pays your bill, pays the bills, <laughs> I guess whatever. I'm going to have to be okay with this. Maggie and Perloff after dark. Um, what do you think she would think they sell at a store called porn stars? What are you talking about? Yeah, I think she knows. <laughs> I think she has no idea. Oh, just like porn DVDs and stuff? Uh, I guess so. Correct. It doesn't, well, no. it, it, I feel like that, um, you know, feels a little old school. Isn't everything well, streaming these days? Yeah, no, but I think uh, there are a lot of strip joints in Vegas. I'm yeah. right. a secret. And a lot of times... Uh, There's a gift shop? Adult film stars will dance. Oh. Yeah, that's a thing. Got it. So we could go... There probably is. We could meet porn stars everywhere. She thought I filmed this. Because I, I, I told her I filmed, too. <laughs> and like, they were so cool about right. us filming I, the, uh, whatever we needed. This was a five, ten minute thing. And I'm like, why is she no selling me on what sounds like a really cool story? And she sounds concerned. Um, and then she was like, oh, I thought you meant, I thought you said porn star. <laughs> I was like, That's today's activity. Uh, Andrew <laughs> yeah. Bogish is here with us. He's got headlines. Bogish, do you see our cool things that are coming back to New York with us, our Elvis stuff? I see them. The cool part's debatable. By, by <laughs> way, <laughs> get on got board. Him. Bogish, like, you know, we get to go to the Super Bowl, but I just found out they're sending you to the AVN Awards <laughs> in Vegas. <laughs> okay. You and EJ are going to the Porn Stars Awards. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, nice consolation prize. Actually, yeah. Yeah, and I just got all my shots, so I'm good to go. (laughs) (laughs) Up to speed. Yeah. Oh, man. How you doing? uh, Is Patrick Mahomes better than Tom Brady? Could LeBron have played in the NFL? Those are the main debates raging in Vegas this week. Noted Lions fan and football expert Charles Barkley 
answer the LeBron question for good on Inside the NFL this week. I always laugh when some of these guys, I don't want to call out these guys' name, uh, LeBron James, <laughs> guys like that, talk about they could have they could have played football. And I love LeBron as a person, but the notion that basketball players can play football, like, yeah, they could play in high school because they were bigger than everybody else, faster than everybody else. <laughs> but most of these guys never really played in college. But that's when you really see how good you are when you go to college. And then if you're lucky enough to get to the pros, that's the creme de la creme. That's the top of the line. But I love these basketball players talking about, well, I was good back then. I'm like, dude, you can't play football. These are grown men out here. They'll kill you. <laughs> Wait a minute. This means we need more two-sport athletes. I know it's hard, but, you know, back when Deion Sanders was doing it, I know he didn't play basketball. He played football and baseball, but we never said that. We never said guys can't do it. It used to be there with Bo and with Deion. That's two people. And, right, okay. well, was, and Brian a, Jordan, that's three people. And, and LeBron's like a one-of-one one kind of guy. He's an exception, not a rule. This could happen. I... I I just I totally agree with Charles Barkley. There's so much technique to these. It's ridiculous to think LeBron could have been in that. First of all, show me another six ten tight end. <laughs> well, I mean, Antonio Gates, the Tony Gonzalez guys did play basketball. Right, in college but they're six four, played. six five. Even Mo Ali Cox is like the biggest guy in the league. He's six seven. There's no <laughs> there's no player like LeBron. You, you kidding me? If you have so much leg to hit there, if he caught a pass over the middle, he would get destroyed. Uh, I mean, LeBron was he is he six eight? Yeah, he, six, oh, eight, six nine. There's no. Okay, maybe he's six listed, ten. Whatever. He's listed six nine. As someone on the front row the other day, he is gigantic. He's yeah. way bigger than any NFL player. Taller. So the one thing that helps LeBron is you can flop now in the NFL. So it's cool if you can just sort of take a dive. I was gonna say though, sell the call. I was gonna say the NBA players now though they complain about the physicality. When as soon as the playoffs start, the complaining about the physicality is endless and LeBron is not absolved of that he complains just as much as everybody about not getting calls guys being too physical I mean I think Charles is right too if he played in the NFL like yeah well, you're maybe, expecting it though you have to know it's a collision sport basketball is a contact right sport. but like those guys they they expect minimal contact how about like when you get the ball you're going to be brought to the ground every single time or Wait you got to go how about this LeBron plays quarterback then he can complain and it's just like all the other quarterbacks oh yeah well then he's right, <laughs> then right he's along there, there. Yeah. he has to play tight end well right. you know what the, uh, the inverse Randy Moss is probably the most physically electric player I've ever seen in the NFL he was a high end basketball player right do you know how far he was from making the NBA? <laughs> a 6'4 shooting guard maybe if he had, had stuck with it he could have been a G League player I mean, I just think this that particular crossover seems challenging, but we have seen it before. Bogus, what else you got, sir? Uh, we've got Jim Harbaugh rounding out his Chargers coaching staff, as expected. Jesse Minters following him from Michigan to run the LA defense, and Greg Roman should soon be the Chargers OC. He worked with Jim at Stanford and San Francisco, then worked under John in Baltimore. Uh, here's an interesting twist: Vegas Mayor Carolyn Goodman says. The A's plan to move to her city doesn't make sense, especially where yeah. the team wants to build its stadium. She went as far as saying the A's should figure out how to stay in Oakland. This all happened on a podcast. Goodman then tweeted a clarification. Vegas will be a great home for Major League Baseball. <laughs> yeah. They'll welcome the A's with open arms if necessary, which will be necessary, right? I mean, John Fisher is not staying in Oakland unless, like, a court makes him stay. So, like, this is happening. I don't know why she's... 
in any way hedging on this. I'll tell you why. She's gaming them. You know the game, that book that came out where if you want a woman to like you, you pretend you don't like her and you're really rude? She is <laughs> pretending like a fourth grade kid, pretending not to want the A's so the A's will want her more. This is complete reverse does she, psychology. Does she it always works. Does she need to pull this kind of mental hijinks? I, I have no Isn't idea. Isn't it why just happening? Don't you think it's odd that the Vegas mayor said we don't want the A's yesterday? You I know, think there's got to be a reason here. This She's is negotiating. One thing that I, I thought of. So we passed by this on the strip the other day when we were driving to the Elvis themed wedding that we went to. And it's you're going to have to knock down the Tropicana. And there's going to be people who are going to be put out of work. And that's probably going to have an impact on the community. Now, you can say, well, the baseball team will bring jobs, so maybe it's a net neutral. But there are going to be people out of work. Maybe she's trying to appeal to her base, who are people who live in Las Vegas, who maybe don't want the Tropicana ripped down. That could be. I mean, but we drove by five new casinos. That's well, true. As far as we went up north a little bit. There's so many new casinos. I would hope that there'd be jobs there. Where are those jobs coming from? I don't know. It's just it's obviously strategic because she's a politician. So there's got to be something behind it. And it's going to, you know, all that aside, the, the particulars of it, this is going to be wild that the stadium is going to back right up to the strip in Las Vegas. I, I mean, followed the A's long enough. I want to see them play on that field before I buy a single thing. I mean, this is their eighth home, and they're yeah. still in the same crappy stadium. So We've seen it so many times. When former Marlins president David Sampson joined us one uh, a couple months ago, he said this was a really short-sighted idea for Major League Baseball. He's like, if you really want to make money as the owners, not the relocation fee, the expansion fee. That's where the, mm-hmm. you make the real mm-hmm. dough. So keep the keep, keep do whatever you can to keep the team in the Bay Area in Oakland, and then expand to Vegas. Like, that's what the NBA is going to eventually do. So, uh, Already down Julius Randle. The Knicks watched Jalen Brunson turn his right ankle late in last night's 123-113 win over the Grizzlies. He did not return to the game. And then we got this post-game from his head coach, Tom Thibodeau. Uh, he's being checked by medical. What's your problem with the injuries? Problem of just having to keep guys in your retirement? Next guy get in, get the job done. Always so emotional. Brunson had 27 <laughs> points and eight assists before getting hurt. The it's funny, bu- wait, on the Brunson thing real quick, though, I, I, I know I was away. You know, I was at dinner with Perloff, which upset Maggie. Where'd you yeah. guys but, go? Oh, yeah, my favorite, favorite place. Best mm. friends. Yeah. Um, anyway, I, was, I got so many tweets and texts from people that Brunson went down. I thought it was some really serious injury. I got yeah. really concerned. And then I watched it. I mean, it looks like a bad ankle turn. Like, I don't want yeah. to be jinxing it, but like, I, it didn't look like – the worst thing ever, but I think it speaks to just how much Brunson has really become the people's champ of the Knicks. Like, mm. people were so devastated that even an ankle turn just flipped everybody's whole emotions. This team won 10 out of 11. It felt like a free roll last night. But he needs a strong base with his ankle so he can constantly push off with his oh offhand when he's dribbling. I mean, <laughs> yeah. he's a walking foul, that dude. Give me a break. He's I'm, 6'1". How's he a walking foul? I mean, he everybody against him Listen, is big. Everybody it, against him is bigger than him. He looks like a fl- Kyle Juszczyk going through the lane. Guys, this is what I'm dealing with now in Las Vegas. Can you just? That's a little microcosm of what's going on. You know, I take it back. You guys didn't ditch me for dinner. I ditched you right, because I cannot take another moment of Nick's talk. I am 
no longer contractually obligated to talk about the we Knicks sitting, and argue about the Knicks, and I am really, really circling that clause in my contract. We were walking through, I think it was Mandalay Bay or some sports book, and we just stopped, and the Knicks game was on, and me and EJ looked on, we had said to each other, we better move on. This is not <laughs> going to be good. Like, we could not watch this for two seconds. Someone's going to end up buried in the desert. Uh, what else we have, Bugs? Uh, I'm going to get Pete on a plane for you, Maggie, so you can watch some 80s rom-coms with him later this afternoon I just know. to reset. Honestly, I need that palate cleanser. Uh, the Bucks are one in four under Doc Rivers after a 114-106 loss in Phoenix. The Heat thumped the Magic 121-95 and the Mavs 119-107 winners over the Nets. Kyrie Irving 36 points in his return to Brooklyn. Men's number one, UConn, now on an 11-game win streak after a 71-62 decision over Butler. Nevada, a 77-53 win at number 22, Ohio, uh, Utah State. That ends the Aggies' 13-game home winning streak, and it's the Wolfpack's first win at a ranked opponent since 1981, a year that Pete, EJ, and Ryan were not alive for. In fact, Ryan's so young, his parents might not have been alive <laughs> in 81 either. Uh, Jose Altuve and the Astros taking a two-peat with a five-year, $125 million extension. Clayton Kershaw is returning to the Dodgers, but again will miss the first half of the season following shoulder surgery and the Giants reportedly talking with free agent third baseman Matt Chapman. And no history last night on ice in Vegas, whether Maggie was there or not. The Oilers losing to the Golden Knights 3-1, ending their win streak at 16 games, one shy of the all-time mark set by the 92-93 Penguins. Back to you guys. Bogish, thank you so much. Uh, a lot going on here on the set right now. So we've got our souvenirs that we purchased yesterday from the Gold and Silver Pawn Shop, the world-famous uh, pawn shop from the show Pawn Stars. Our Elvis memorabilia has made it to the set, and it will now n- forever be on the set, even when we go back to New York. Absolutely. Uh, to get these materials to the set, I created an enemy in our assistant program director, Dave Marinick, who is widely regarded in this industry as the nicest person in radio and somehow got him against me. And now Perloff is feverishly going through his bag looking yeah. for something. I got something else really cool yesterday. Well, uh, I got... Oh, uh, Bogues, yes. Well, I'm, just, I'm just confused looking at these because you've moved them now. They're in a better shot. I, yeah. How do you use the plate in the bedroom? If it's from the porn store, what do you do with the plate? <laughs> well, yeah, I'll show you. You wind Whoa, it up. Easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just bend over. And I'll show you. <laughs> you wind it up, and then you—it's got a little music box on the back. It's purely for decoration. I got a puck, uh, Vegas versus Edmonton warm-up puck because our friend Sully is good friends with several players on the night. And yeah. he said, hey, shoot one our way. And he flipped it over the glass and I caught it because I was so close up. I had the best seat. Awesome. Ever. Can I hold it? Uh, but- not really, Maggie. Wait, well, come on. <laughs> I couldn't yeah. go to the game and now I can't even, even see the puck. Me. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. You, you had to go to the game to hold the puck. So, <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> Doesn't invite Maggie and then we'll let her. <laughs> hey, Maggie, why don't you ask Dave to go to the T-Mobile Arena? Maybe he can buy one. <laughs> Dave, would you mind walking backwards to the T-Mobile Arena? <laughs> Why backwards? Just cause. Um, yeah, I've I've now made an enemy of the nicest person in radio. How did that happen? It's only Wednesday. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, is there anything else I missed? And you guys went to my favorite restaurant without me and my hotel and no running water. Well, it's our. It's my hotel too. So I know, but your room that. was fine. I'm sorry. I should say my room had no running water. You want to know the irony of this? So my room had no running water, faucet, shower, and the weird bath. That's in my bathroom that I'm not using or touching. But it sounded like it was dripping. 
So I tried to lay down and close my eyes for 30 <laughs> seconds, and it was this loud drip, drip, drip. So I get up, and I look. I'm like, there's no water coming out. There's nothing. Yeah. Well, speaking of weird stuff going on at the hotel, I remember Perloff was saying that he had some noisy neighbors, and I was like, I haven't dealt with that. I, I think maybe your your guys came down to the ninth floor. This is was, Jimmy Butler dribbling a basketball well, above it was you? A very a couple that was very upset about something. Oh, I, a, oh fight. a fight! Yeah, oh, I, all I heard I was that. this was supposed to be a nice night, a nice trip, and that's what that's what the woman was well, telling. Well, if you wouldn't go to the porn star store, yeah. maybe we could have had a nice, <laughs> lovely evening. Well, I'd rather hear the fight than the makeup scene. That, <laughs> oh, oh, that's gosh. a great poll question. Would you rather with the person yeah. in the hotel next to you? Would you rather hear them fight or make up? Oh. Yeah, yeah, I've had that situation. And uh, it's I think not as, as interesting as you might think. No, that's one of those things where you're like, that is, it's an awful. Is that happened <laughs> to you? Yes, I'm living in an apartment in New York City. The people next to me used to go at it like jackrabbits. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Oh, my God. My <laughs> first apartment in New York, it was, you know, like the Lower East Side. And, uh, and I really debated for weeks yeah. whether I should say something. And finally, no. I did. And you I was did? like, oh. yes. Oh. And I saw them in the hallway, and I was like, hey. I live next to you, and I think our rooms are adjacent. And he goes, oh, no. They moved the bed to the other side of the wow. room. I could still hear everything. Oh, <laughs> Guys. no. Was that <sighs> the same awkward energy when you asked Dave to go get that thing? <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Oh, man. All I right. actually, I live next to a prostitute. That's a long story. <laughs> oh, my I God. negotiating prices. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. You can't do that. We have to go to break. All right. Well, coming up, we'll get that story from Perloff. Also, Thomas Dimitrov will join this party, a former general manager of the Falcons. Don't move. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. You know, we are breaking down this game from every multiple angle. We're not just a Taylor Swift show. We get deep into the research about what's going on when we watch this game. So to help us, we're so pleased to have Thomas Dimitrov, who's the CEO of Sumer Sports. Of course, is a former GM of the Atlanta Falcons, worked for the Patriots before that. Eric Eager is the VP of Research and Development at Sumer Sports. But we've been told you also played football, so you are not just a nerd. You can yeah. help us with all things NFL. Okay, before before we get into the breakdown of this game, which was really fascinating on your website, is really chocked with uh, details at sumersports.com. But, Thomas, we were just talking about your former franchise, the Atlanta Falcons. Had Bill Belichick in the building and let him go, were you as shocked as anyone? I had 90-10 on my board every day. I'd, I'd wipe it off at the end of the day thinking, he's coming to Atlanta and he's going to pair with Arthur. I know both men very well, of course, so I thought I, was, I had a unique perspective thinking that they could truly work together. Remember, when Bill comes in, though, he's, he's going to be the guy, right? We don't like the czar word that much, but that's what he's going to be, right? There was already an agreement that Rich McKay, you have probably heard, head of competition, very smart man, he was going to be stepping aside and let Bill do what he was going to do there. There was another group within the building, though, I'm sure, who were wondering about how that affected them, right? So mm. in the end, organizations, I think, Atlanta aside, but anywhere, I'm blown away that he doesn't have a job as a head coach in the league this year. I think it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. I'm getting a little exaggerative here, but for, for GMs and, and owners to have an opportunity to take a guy like this who is arguably one of the very best ever, and, and he's, not, he's not sitting there. And I think there are franchises that they know they're going to have to change everything within the building culture mm -hmm. and and of course he's a hall of famer first ballot you have to give him that right and the fact that it didn't happen probably meant that it was going that direction well i mean people talk about his age and i guess his question for you eric did what bill belichick did in new england the last few years 
Was that modern NFL football? Was he incorporating all the all the analytic trends and everything that some of these young coaches probably do very well? Yeah, yes and no. I mean, from a schematic standpoint, he's a, a far ahead of the curve. Defensively, they're doing things without premium players at a cornerback at edge, and defensively, he's you know he's pushing the envelope. I think on some of the fourth down decisions, he's not quite as good as others. But when you add it all up, we have an article at Sumer. He's positive to the point spread. So if you actually go to you know look at gamblers and everything, and and you look at New England, like they're overcoming the point spread because of Bill Belichick. It's sort of weird because nerds like me who just look at fourth down stuff, we'd prefer a guy like Dan Campbell in, a, in the craziest way. But Belichick, when you look at how he's done with that talent, uh, he's still I think a, a positive add. It's going to be weird for New England when you go in and look and see how much he was you know, building, especially that defense, the whole bigger than the sum of the parts for the last few years because I think we've all focused on that offense and how kind of mediocre to bad it's been. But that, that defense has still been cooking with gas for years. Okay, you mentioned Dan Campbell. We yeah. could go on and on about Belichick <laughs> yeah. and everything, but you mentioned Dan Campbell, and that became a real lightning rod. The NFC Championship game will maybe live forever in infamy. I mean, Thomas, put yourself – in Brad Holmes, the general manager of the Detroit Lions shoes. You're watching your coach have a lead going forward on fourth down, the decision to run the ball at third and goal, these really controversial coaching decisions, what would you be thinking? Well, How I, would you be reacting? It's a, it's a great point, and believe me, I know infamy in, ba- in yeah. big games. As I was saying it, I was like, <laughs> oh boy, I remember a very yeah. big uh, Super Bowl with 28-3, but yeah. still, you've been in this situation. I've been in that situation. Where you're helpless. Yeah, where you're helpless. You're sitting there, and you're, you're usually beside the owner, and the owner is kind of going, uh, what in the heck's going on here? But as a general manager working closely with a, a head coach in today's world, you have it set up that way. You guys have agreed to utilize data in the proper way. You've, you've invested in, we would get binders about this big every week that Dan and his staff, I'm talk, talking about Dan, Dan Quinn, Quinn and his staff when I was with Atlanta, we, we know, uh, rifling through decisions were to be made and, and looked, we, we agree on that. So I'm sure Brad has agreed on, hey, whatever it says, we're going we're gonna to back each other. So that's an important thing. There is a a bad pit in the stomach, though, when you know when you put aside the data. Sometimes you're like, you're expecting your head coach to look at it all and say, "I get that nerd upstairs telling me one thing, but given this, this, and this, I have to kick this field goal, right?" Which we could we could go on and on about. Wait, yeah. do you think Dan Campbell was doing that? Was he being too robotic, too by the book, and did not take into account things like? momentum and other things that we as fans and journalists talk about? Well, I think that is, it's vital. You have to be, you have to be on top of that. And I think Dan did a really good job as Eric will uh, talk about now, but I think he did a really good job following it through the season, but it only takes one or two where the world is up, their hands are up. See, you should never have listened to data, which is unfortunate, right? It's like those of us who weren't brought up in data, somehow when we say data tells us, well, we're, we're, uh, 22% more correct or, or we're 22% correct and you guys are 18, we're thinking, well, why are we investing $500,000 in this product <laughs> if you're not getting us to 82%? Right. Uh-huh. We don't get that sometimes. That's a perfect segue into Yeah, that, that's just like algorithm aversion, right? And, and this is in all, like, all areas of life when when you're the when you're looking at the other so if you're a scout person or you're a, a by the you know tradition person if somebody else is coming into your world that you need them to be 100% whereas you've been dealing with imperfection in your world forever and so that's like kind of how people view analytics and, and, and frankly, sometimes how kind of snooty analytic people view scouts and, and traditional football people. So we have you know, we look at it both ways. You know, Campbell this year, through decision-making, and a lot of it's timeouts, he's not just great at fourth downs. He's gotten a lot better. You remember the Buffalo game of Thanksgiving, how he kind of messed up the end of the game. 
what I like so much about him is he, he do, does really well with timeouts, delay of games, you know, special team stuff with the new kickoff rule. He added 1.04 wins to the Detroit Lions ledger. That was a 12-win team with just a 66-point differential this mm. year. So he was pushing that team. And when you've gone 32 straight years without winning a playoff game, you need a coach that's willing to kind of push the probabilities in your favor. And sometimes, you know, it, the role comes up snake eyes. But if I'm Brad Holmes and I'm, I built the best offensive line in football and I get fourth and two, and then my coach is like, yeah, let's actually rely on this soccer player that you signed in December. I'm, that's like, that's my <laughs> thing from a football guy standpoint where I'm kind of like, I'm going to trust the process a little bit. So Brad Holmes, by the way, is on an all-time heater right now with his late-round picks. Is that is analytics driving the whole Lions building? Because we're looking at his third and fourth and fifth-round picks. He's on fire. He's doing he's doing such a great job. Yeah. And I think he goes in with that staff and they look at it and they're yeah. smart about how they approach it. And they know you know having been with with less and you know f them picks the idea like let's let's mess around in the later part and and be very uh, oh. intent about how we're gonna how we're gonna utilize. Now look. Brad Holmes has done a great job. I love Brad. I'm so happy for him. Executive of the year, et cetera, et cetera. He deserves that. And he has a head coach that's working very well mm. with him. We can talk about that. I think back to if you have a head coach who's open-minded to utilizing data and honestly understands that whole um, what his strengths are and what his weaknesses are. Yeah. Maybe Dan or maybe some of these other coaches who are saying, look, I need help. A lot of head coaches in the league do need help in that area because it's just so not an exact science. So same with same with uh, picking players. Yeah. The more that we can come to the table and show Brad or, or Chris, Chris Ballard or whoever it is or Howie, look, we can provide you with some great data that will you know, supplement what you're doing. It, it only makes sense. Even if it helps you 10 or 11 percent, it can be very beneficial. Thomas Dimitrov is the CEO of Sumer Sports, former of course, general manager of the Atlanta Falcons. Eric Eager is VP of Research and Development. You guys made us smarter today, so thank yeah, you. And no Taylor you. Swift. There's no analytics on what this woman... <laughs> well, maybe there's some messages. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. By the way, and Maggie's let the secret out. She's no longer... We'll be in a meeting. She'll we'll like, throw a stat about uh, an advanced stat. like, where'd you get that one? And then yeah. she's like, she admitted finally, oh, that's too much. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's what we do. Thank yeah. you for Thank all you. the info. Thank uh, you very much. You're credited uh, at all times. Uh, we're back with more Maggie Pro Up in Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.